This is the Fantasy Survivor Podcast. Welcome. Today's word of the day, Merriam-Webster, word of the day, salient. Does anybody know what salient means? Have I been assailant? You and Jared always give me a joke answer. Every single time. I've heard the word. Salient means standing out conspicuously, being prominent, or of notable significance. So the example they give. The assignment was to write down the salient facts from the article. It's basically the most important. I pick these words based on how they could be used in survivor talks. Can you read the definition one more time? Salient means standing out conspicuously, being prominent, or of notable significance. The other example, there are salient differences expressed in the editorials. So basically, salient means important. Noticeably. I do have a new prize picked out. I'm not saying this one. Mm -hmm. I told Jill this. It is not living. It is not something that will die if you do not take care of it. And I'm not saying what it is because it's better to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. Than to ask for permission. I don't know that that's true in this case. It's going to be very funny. Is it like a cactus? No. Again, it's not something that will die if you do not take care of it. That, okay, well, cactuses will not die if you don't take care of it. If you don't water them? See, that's the whole thing about cactuses is that you, you don't have to do you like them. spray it with water like once a year. They like thrive on really? once a year. So maybe like one six months. It depends on the cactus. You, put, like, two but you, on you have to water them less frequently. Yeah. I feel like I am a cactus at times. Prickly. This was Prickly. a fun quote from my freshman year dorm. Was that my roommate thrived on neglect. Oh really? Yeah. This is an original joke. This is this is an original from myself, yes. Oh. It's the worst feeling. Can I can I clue you guys in on a bit that I did yesterday in one of my friends my my the the group chat that I've been in for like eight years now? Go for it. We get it, you have friends. Okay. So I was at Berkeley and I text the group chat. A guy at the urinal just came in and breathed so loud as he did his business, I was genuinely uncomfortable. True story. I feel like a mid-shit breath is sometimes needed, but during a piss, question mark, the line that separates men from beasts is so fine that I fear I've lost it. <laughs> Jill gave me nothing on that. That sounds like a salient bit. <laughs> that doesn't count. You have to wait till we actually start the episode. What? <laughs> well, and the timer's going. Also, was that like a very good use of the word? Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's the right it was, you're, the It's word. the utmost importance. You had to share that bit. No. I will defend I will defend my my reign as actually saying the word as someone besides Jill. Put down three to one. It's two zero Over right there. now. It is still two zero. What do you mean two zero? Jill has two, everybody else sees Exactly. Two. I'm actually giving your word of the day I appreciate your a good bit. That does not count. Judges You've me. lost my vote. Let's get into the episode. Roxbury got duped. He comes back. He is very disappointed, disheartened. He tells everybody that he's going to have to ride their social coattails. What do you make of that quote, Jill? I think that was the most salient 
portion of that interaction. You each get a half a point today. I will take it. Whatever. I will take my half a point. Jill, what do you make of Roxroy? Um, I mean, he openly said why he's a great person to drag to Final Tribal, because he's unlikable and not playing the game. Because you could make a case for Heather playing the game next to Erica, even though everyone was like, Heather is the goat that you bring to the end to slaughter. Um, you cannot make a case for Rox to win. <laughs> like, he's just not playing the game. Like, he's just straight up not playing it. And Tori says that. Like He's playing a season four kind of game. Mm-hmm. Like, a very early season four game. I don't game. even know about that. Like, season three, there are alliances and, like, chatting about how alliances are voting. He's playing man versus wild He's right playing now. the season one guy who chose it alphabetically. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I think, and Tori kind of said it, that, like, it's frustrating trying to play a game with someone who's just playing a completely different game. Um, not that I think Tori is right. I think Tori's kind of being stupid here that that actually could potentially be a strong four because Drea has a thousand, like, advantages. So I think if Tori, who's definitely a challenge beast, sticks with that four, it could actually be a good four. And what have any of them done to each other that can't be mended at this point? It's not like Green Tribe. It's not like there's been awful things happening. Mm-hmm. All the votes really have been unanimous so far, other than leaving Rocks Royal with a swatty vote. Right. Right. It's the only one. Right. I will also say that you described it as him being disheartened. Key point, he was not angry. I thought he'd be upset more than he was. Yeah. It almost seemed like he like already gave up. Mm-hmm. They also they, they gave him a good reason as to, you know... I know. Why we? I mean, they were like you. you we thought you, you and Swati were close. I think that's the best reason you can give someone for voting. Like we fundamentally thought, if we told you before the vote, you'd mess up the vote. I don't know how you argue with that, mm-hmm. especially if it is true. Yeah. yeah. And I thought Romeo handled that well. He was not really? confrontational, yeah. not accusational. Just this is what happened. Jill Romeo. Romeo is the one person on your team that I would kill to have on my team right now. He's I, doing great. Also, yeah. his yeah. I'll he competed in the challenge today. Yes, he did. And he killed it. He, he got up and over that rope net. Um, I wanted to put a point about Tori, and I know it's dark, and they probably can't see what she's doing, but she's got to be so much more subtle with mouthing things like, no, you're not, and shaking your head when they're like, hey, we trust you, man. And she's just shaking her head. I'm like, a foot away from him. A foot, you're between two people that think you're, they're in an alliance with you. Like, you got to be subtle. It goes back to the... Mariah quote of everyone just being freaking blatant all the time. I think Tori's been very upfront. She just doesn't like Roxroy. Roxroy's got it under her skin. Um, she thinks he's bossy. She doesn't want to work with him. She doesn't really signal a good player. Tori also just thinks she's smarter than everyone else. Oh, she just clearly yeah. thinks that she is like a genius. She's a very easy person to get dragged to the end. Or very close to the end. She might not get all the way to the end. She's going to get close, I think, though. Um. So then they switch to Taku. Yes. And Mary and Lindsay babbling on, and Jonathan being very annoyed. Behaving as any one person would, as any normal human being would. And as we're addressing one Jonathan's annoyance, I'd love to hear from our Jonathan about how he's handling the Marianne situation. I am fully on his side there. I don't. I don't see how... I, I don't even understand how she had an argument there, to be honest. Like, oh no, I walked by. I was walking by, and that's why my foot was under the piece of wood, because I was walking over it. So I accidentally... Like, what is that? How do you even... Say it slowly, Marianne. 
do you think i feel like it speaks to his social game how well he's handling her it is yeah well he is but also i mean we know from previews that it's gonna blow up soon so do we know that from previews i think so they've, they're, they've been arguing a whole bunch maybe i'm maybe i'm forgetting something that happened last i episode. think there's cracks i think yeah. there's significant cracks now because um, Lindsay even got grouped up into that, like that she was also being annoying. So there's something. Mm. Common enemy. Bonds people. Well, Jonathan said, like, I'm already such a huge target. I can't give people another reason not to like yeah. me. Yeah. Which is really smart on his yeah, part. Incredibly smart. And imagine being on, like, you've had maybe 700 calories over six days. And you're that big. And you just hear Marianne acting like a radio news person oh, early in the morning. I think. Kind of crazy that there hasn't been a murder on Survivor, honestly. <laughs> or at least an attempt at one. Spear fishing ha- accidents happen all the time. I was going to say, I did want to circle back, and Jared, because you said the word spear fishing, thoughts on Jonathan being cast as the newest Aquaman? I'd love to see a crossover with him and Jason Momoa just, like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. go to dinner. Just talk to each other. Imagine that podcast where they just talk and they're like really deep voices. Mm-hmm. Them just like sharing a brew. Like, then like just do picking... pull ups with the other people on their back. Yeah. Hey, bro, how many pull ups you do today? Wait, switch, bro. All of them? Yeah, <laughs> me, me too. I'll show you mine. Uh, I thought Jonathan, when Jonathan was in his, um, his cutaway, uh, he was talking about like he can't blow up. He can't blow up. And he did a lot of really good things um, to not do that. So the first time when Marianne was being annoying was. He just got up and walked away. Um, even after she was kind of like teasing him about, oh, being the first one to walk away. Um, and then again, he also walked away from the argument that Marianne um, started as well. Also, I think I think Omar is definitely in that same boat because he also looked very uncomfortable being underneath that shelter while that was all going on. But it also plays into, I'll just keep talking, I'm sorry, but uh, Lindsay is playing a different game as opposed to um, like ignoring it or walking away. She's kind of fueling that fire a little bit. Lindsay's playing the most Erica-like game, I think, of the season, which mm-hmm. is simply I'm going to lay back. I'm going to let the big threats get out. I'm going to have someone like a shield that I can take with me. And then once I can take control of the game, then I will do that. All right, that's pretty good. She hasn't got She's a lot of confessionals, yeah, but fair. me and Joe were talking about like, at this point last season, we did not know anything about Erica, really. Because Blue Tribe just was never on the block. Be interesting. We cut from Jonathan fishing to Daniel fishing. <laughs> Jerry, um, Yeah, go ahead, Joe. We've seen this trope before of, like, fully defeated people just being like, I'm going to go fishing. Um, we saw it with... I thought it was in the last season, but it could have been uh, a couple of seasons ago. Um, someone basically is on the out similar to Daniel. They basically know that they can't win. And so they're like, I'm going to go. So- oh, it was um, Jeannie. It was Jeannie from last season. Do you remember that scene where she's I like, I went out and I went spearfishing and they never showed it. And like, it was my favorite thing that I did. And she said this in her post interview. Um, and she was like, you know, they didn't show that. Like, I've seen so many clips and I just wanted to be that badass on Survivor. And so I feel like when you see someone going out fishing, you know that they're going out fishing permanently. (laughs) Can we sleep with the fishes tonight? (laughs) Yeah. Also, Daniel just not catching anything, and then 
just like showing Jonathan catching like 15 shit. Like, him bobbing the water like this yeah. and then missing the fish. And Jonathan making this like delicious meal. Like they flashed that thing and I was like, maybe Jonathan isn't hungry. Maybe not. Yeah, because he's providing for himself. He's still a huge man. He probably requires an insane amount of calories. Oh, he's okay. got to be starving. Oh. Romeo's a sweetheart, loves women. Drea finding the idol. <laughs> Drea finds the immunity idol. We got faked out by the Tory read on the promo. Everybody got it. I think Reddit even got it. Reddit did, yeah. Um, some, a user did blow the whistle on that. They were like, if you watch these very closely back to back, and they created a very elaborate YouTube video about it, where they played each one very slowly back to back. I didn't see that. It was great. Yeah, it was only like 30, 40 seconds long, but it was them like drawing it out and then cutting it. It was, it was masterful. It was it. really good. Um, so I kind of, after watching that, I kind of agreed with the Reddit user. Bad for my game, but. I do want to say, Trey makes a point to say, like, women are now finding hidden immunity idols. Women have been finding hidden immunity idols for a, a while. Strange point. Yeah. Maybe in yeah. season, like, 30, that would have been a salient point. But <laughs> maybe in season 30, that would have been, like, a logical thing to say. Because it did used to be, like, women had, like, 10% or something of hidden immunity idols. But yeah. I feel like it's really balanced out more over the last few seasons. Yeah. So, yeah. Trey gets the episode title. Jill was right about that. Jill called that. Drea, Drea got it. I mean, uh, on further consideration, it was it was going to be someone who had a lot of immunity idols, and the blue one was the only one that was left to find. So, made sense. But also, can we talk a little bit about how many immunity idols and advantages there are in this game right now? Like, I'm having a hard time keeping track of who has which. We haven't heard anything about the amulets from episode one. Mm. That's because you they don't really. Do you come, ever, do they you, have to use them together, right? No, they they eat. They have power right now, but they only have so much power as long as um, they're still in the game. So, like, if there's three idols, then the three idols only count as something that I don't even remember. Then, if one of the if one of those idols gets used, or the amulets get used, the other two raise in power, and then finally, when the last one's still left to be used, that's a full immunity idol. Oh. Uh. I think one of the intermediate was a additional vote. It was That's what it was. Yeah, one of the intermediates, but there was something. There was another that. one. Oh no! It was extra vote. It's an extra vote right now, and then the upgrade is a steel vote. And then idol. And then idol. And this is what they replaced the steel vote with because you and I were chatting about this earlier that there hasn't been a steel vote, and we were wondering if a steel vote would come into play anytime soon because this is around the time that um, what's her name. Liana? Liana. Blue You're thinking of the Steal the Idol. So, yes. That knowledge, is what I'm thinking Knowledge, is, knowledge power, is power. Which Where is, is that? That was terrible. Probably because no one's risked their vote the last two times. Mm. It probably would have been one of those, I think. Oh my god, you're right. I totally forgot that that was a risk your vote reward. Which kind of oh good. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that's I'm kind of glad, yeah. Not only did I hate that reward, I also hated Liana. <laughs> Jeez. But that's what I'm saying is like, it's those three things are in the game. You have all three triple immunity idols, which are all now activated too. Um, and all the extra votes. I understand that it might be hard to keep track of. I do think survivor producers are like rubbing their palms together. Like they're so excited to see all this chaos, like collide at one it's, time. It's going to be a lot of chaos. Um, all the idols get unlocked. Mike fakes us out. 
Mike makes us think he's not going to activate it. Do we think it was a good plan for him to not say anything? I think you need your vote very badly in that vote. Mm -hmm. It could have been the difference of him going home or Daniel going home. It's actually a great plan. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I will never forget Mike like being so excited to jump in, just like trying so hard to get like a logical place to jump in, and then jumping in at like the worst possible yeah. time. Jeff, I need to say something. Yeah. <laughs> one of my notes was, "Don't ask Mike to write me segues for you." Nailed <laughs> <laughs> so. the episode right there. It was funny because Jeff um, was trying to cue each of the each of the sayings, like. I mean, Marianne just jumped in and wanted to say everything. Um, Marianne's and, natural craziness lends itself well to this. Right. So, so, so well. And then Jeff asked about food, which led to Drea's. And then he's like, let's go back to that topic of love. And then a little bit went by, and then Mike spoke. <laughs> and, I, then, and then said the phrase three times. <laughs> I really love Mike. He's outperformed what I expected as my last pick. I think our last pick overall. It's hard for, he doesn't seem to be the best player. So it's hard for me to think, I think he'll get dragged along for a while and then probably get picked off. People realize he's made no enemies, that he's very likable, and then he'll just get cut. I actually did want to circle back to the idol thing. Yeah. And a question I had for you guys about this idol mechanic. Um, Do you guys think that it would be better if they gave them normal phrases? Can you give me an example of what a normal phrase would be? Um, Jeff, I'm just really excited for this challenge. This season of Survivor is the hardest ever, with emphasis on ever, or something like that. And I'm really starving. Something that, like, could come up naturally, so that there is a chance that no one knows you have an idol. Because Mike did make a good point, that if he didn't say his thing, no one would know he had that idol. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the best mechanic would be to actually make this, uh, a secret idol. Because that was one of the things that we've kind of been missing from the early idols is people not knowing you have it. Which is really the only time an idol gets used well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think it's, I think they were trying something with the, I mean, they give them a warning. They're like, beware. This is what happened. But I think that's more for the losing a vote mechanic. And then on top of them losing a vote, they also have, people also will know that they have an idol. So it's, I don't, I don't know. I like, I think I like the idea if they gave them normal phrases is to keep the losing a vote. If they wanted to have that sort of like, Hey, you might not want this idol, but I think the whole idea is like, you get a lot more of that shock factor, a lot more of a twist with, without people knowing you have it. I kind of Jill think that we might need to find a middle ground. I think what you're saying might be too calm, but maybe if there's something like Jeff Probst is a Greek God this challenge yeah. looks so Jim dope. look great today, Jeff. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Something that is maybe somewhere in the middle ground of like too normal and then too just bizarre mm-hmm. would maybe be nicer. Yeah. Yeah, that you could, if you were careful, weave it in there. What do we also think about what I think is a change? I don't think this was a part of the season last, last season, that if you get to the merge with it and nobody said it, it just automatically unlocks the moment you get to the merge. Do we like that? John's a definitive. I say no because I I like that Mike had some sort of strategy there about, like, I guess for all these people over, and I could not. Because if Mike doesn't and they don't go to tribal and another another person goes to tribal without their vote, let's say blue, and Dre now doesn't have a vote, that's pretty huge. 
That would have been a genius play on Mike's part. He ended up doing the right thing, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree that this was the first time we saw someone actually strategize with an advantage. That he did come up with an original idea, and that was a Parvati-esque move, I feel like. Actually making a plan around your idol and like using all parts of it to your advantage. Um, I remember the point I wanted to make. Go ahead. The fact that there's no idol or any sort of advantage that isn't known about at least two players. There's no, there's not a single one where someone knows or someone has it and no one else knows. And that was my point about like, could we make it a little bit more subtle? Yeah. Like, Dre and Romeo's is probably the most on lockdown because they mm -hmm. seem like a tight two. Mm -hmm. So they well, might use theirs the best. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but now that she's said the phrase, people might not. True. You're a yeah. So I'm thinking the only the only one that, I don't know, Dre had talked about having an extra vote already. She told, she told Romeo. Yeah. So no, there's, there's, there's none out there. Which I don't blame you for telling your closest ally. You're right. I didn't think that once you say it, then now everybody who's seen that, who knows the phrases, knows what's going on. Yeah. That is a bad twist. I don't love that twist, actually. Um, so there's no quote-unquote secret idols right now. Are we ready to move on to the immunity challenge? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tory Puzzle Beast. Actually, should we even not go that far yet? We get Daniel saying, I have very little to add. I'm so glad you pulled that <laughs> quote because I forgot what the quote was. You're yes. 100% right. I have very little to add. And I'm like, I feel like he was trying to play into I'm not a threat. But he was doing it in like an arrogant He's way. Really being too obvious. Too. Yeah, it was way too obvious. And you can't go out swimming, fishing, poorly, and then be like, "I can't help you guys. Sorry." It's a bad look. If it's you, a bad look. If you could hint into someone else making that suggestion, you'd be like, "Okay, that's fine. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll sit out for this one." And he could have been doing that this entire time, but he's volunteered for every single time he's been out. I'm going to agree with that. Yep. I also think there's an important point where like. You have to, in every decision in Survivor, make it seem, at least, like a group decision. Anytime you make a decision on your own and don't seek counsel, even if it's, you know, to sit out and not contribute, you seem like, you know, you're not... A team player? Yeah, team player. You're not, like, performing in the best interest of everyone else, which... Or performing at all? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have something you want to talk about, Joe? Um, I was going to move to Drea and Tori becoming challenge beasts yeah. down the road. That as we move into individual immunities, we see a lot more balance challenges, a lot more endurance challenges. We haven't seen any of those stand in the sun for hours on a steel beam. As the beam gets hotter, you have to hold more monkeys on your left chin. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Drea might eat in a, in individuals, which would be great for Jared. Mm -hmm. She was the last one up. Um, up that rope net. And pulled herself with and pulled her, arms. And pulled herself up with just her arms, which was big. Um, so yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see that that happening. I do have to do my least favorite segment, which is Jill was right, which is that Omar is an average puzzler. If not below average. If not below average. That was a really abysmal performance. Mm -hmm. He was just moving so slowly. I don't know what was going on. Like mm -hmm. he was moving so lethargically. And you could just see Jonathan getting frustrated with every minute that went by. Mm -hmm. Do we think that's a crack in their alliance? 
do we think that what we just watched was a crack in the Omar Jonathan duo? I was thinking that initially with how exasperated Jonathan was getting, but when Jonathan hit the final target, the first person he went to was Jonathan. Oh, was was Omar? Sorry. I think if they lost, it might have been more of a story. It mm-hmm. Might have been more if, of a conversation. If Omar's name would have popped up, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, what I also thought was interesting is Lindsay was giving him advice on the puzzle. So mm. I'd like to see her do a puzzle now because mm. I, I bet you she's going to be a lot a lot better than that. Have they collabed on a puzzle yet? Um, I think she's done it. No puzzle. I think okay. I think they did maybe way in the beginning. Okay. In that big the big ball one where you had to build the triangles. Okay. So blue finishes way ahead of everyone else, which is a gigantic for Jill and B unheard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got up over there that net very fast. So they were the first ones to do that. Tori flew through the puzzle. They were the only ones to put a man up first. Everyone else put a small light player on the net first and didn't realize that they were going to have to pull up the next. No. Green tried to put Mike up and couldn't do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They started with they started with Mike and that's why they were so far behind. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Not that Green was that far away so, at the end. But I will say that Blue was ahead from that, but then even more ahead because Tori is not only physically capable, as we've seen her swim, very puzzle capable. Yeah. It was an all-around effort. Because mm-hmm. like you said, we had rocks pulling people up in the beginning. We had Tori on the puzzle. And then Dre did kicked ass on the... I think Dre and rocks kicked ass on the yeah. slingshot. Which is a tough... It showed to be a very tough thing. Yeah, and I'll say it. I did not see a single pair of rock specs, so I don't know how he saw those targets. <laughs> Shooting in the dark. He only wears them for the style points. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Green had a big lead, blew it. Jonathan strikes again. Jonathan gets that second slot, which is good for me to salvage some kind of points. Uh-huh. But what's very interesting about that outcome, the moment, and we kind of knew, we got a little spoiled for us that we thought Green was going. But what's exciting about that is that we're going to go into the merge. Four, four, four. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember a time that's ever happened. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's very, very exciting. It just means chaos. It's going to mm-hmm. be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. They send Lydia and Rox to the island, and they have the most cryptic conversation <laughs> you've ever seen. Or as Lydia pronounced it, Rox Roy. Rox Roy? Rox Roy? Rox Roy? What How is she say Rox Roy? Rox Roy? Who Joe. is tight? Who is tight? Rox Roy? Rox Roy. <laughs> she went off it into the Roy. Roy? Uh, <laughs> you just say it louder. I'm Roy. Okay, okay, I will try it. Roy? I feel like that was good, right? I feel like that was how she said it. It was like a conversation between two spies yeah. who two, don't want to give away two, two terrible spies. <laughs> Did you say Two people that think they're spies, but the agency has not affiliated with them at all. So, Jill, you thought it was a guarantee that Rox was going to risk his vote. No, I said it was a guarantee Rox wouldn't. Oh, you thought Rox wouldn't? I thought Rox wouldn't and Lydia would. Oh, that's right. And I I thought that, because I, yeah, I didn't see Rox right. And I thought the exact opposite. And we were both wrong. Yeah, he wasn't playing the game. He's not playing this game, so he's not seeing the value of an extra vote. I'm not going to tribal. Even even with the quote-unquote lie that Lydia said and that she was constantly on the bottom, like she, she was on the bottom last week, 
But even with her saying, I'm on the bottom, why did Rox come to the conclusion that she might risk it? Because if you're a smart player and you're on the bottom, you get an extra vote so you have some kind of currency in this game to get yourself not on the bottom, as Jill just said. Yeah. And Rox is just like, nope, I'm an old school kind of player. I'm going to play an old school kind of game. I don't yeah. believe in advantages. If you're up on the house, you, you leave. Which doesn't make any sense. I'll also say it. I feel like one of the biggest advantages of going to an island like that is one-on-one -on -one time with someone from another tribe. And they kind of boofed the way they did that. It shouldn't have been... Are you on the top? Are you on the bottom? It shouldn't. It should have been. How can we work together when we get to merge? This is an advantage for us, regardless of what we get down yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. If you and I decide to work together to screw over Taku, who's clearly been so dominant this whole time, why don't we just, as an eight, work together to pick them off? Yeah. Or at least tell me the dynamics of your. Well, I don't think you'll ever get that out of someone. Why don't you try to convince them? Like, what would it take for you right now? What would it take from me to get you to believe me that I will be loyal to you and I have people with me that yeah, will be loyal to you to get people out? Like, how can I gain your trust? Let's do a trade. Let's trade some info. You could present yeah. it that way. Yeah. Liana and Shan took advantage of that and we saw how powerful that was coming into merge in that Last drive. the rest of the game. Right. Yeah. Last the, the rest of the game. They, um, they definitely boofed on the, on it being very close to merge. Um, but I think going back to what they said, like they might not give the dynamics of their tribe or the other tribe, but if you can just find a common enemy to to pair yourself together, I think that even in and of itself is a. Is I enough. think it's more egregious for Rox because Rox literally found out then like two nights before the night before that he was on the bottom of his tribe. They left him out of a vote. He knows he's not being included in the conversations, and he did not see a t person on the other side of the water and think, man, I need to get this person on my side. Instead, he played cryptic, who is type game with her. Um, yeah, just a waste of time. Wasted everybody's time. That or, whole trip was a waste of time. Or even his thought process of, Lydia might risk her vote because she's on the bottom. I'm also on the bottom. Maybe I should risk my vote. I have no one to really pair myself with right now. Let me pair myself with myself. I think you're overestimating how smart Rox is about his perception of where he's at in the game. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like what he says um, and then his actions are always just a little confusing because I'm like, you're playing Survivor, but is he really? No, I mean, he's even named after a pebble, so. No, his Rox name is, is a great boy. nickname, by the way. Can we talk about that? Yeah, it's a cool I name. would kill for that nickname. We can call you that if you want. Rox? Rox. Would you like to be rocks with an X? Here we are. Rocks vid? I'm going to be called... Daybox? Jadavid? My Dirk. mom calls you that as a fun fact. What? Jadavid. Rocks. Because it's John Jared. Jill. Pimp my ride. <laughs> <laughs> she straight up called you like a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with that. Reliable. Affordable. <laughs> There for you when you need it most. <laughs> Not going to be doing 225, but... I've know. been passing as like a 30-year-old a couple times <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, I don't know how you haven't. You watched 9-11 from your doorway. <laughs> Circle back to the most boring confessional ever from Lydia. And you basically can't win if that's the level of TV you can provide for CBS. Um, so can we talk about the fact that two seasons in a row, like, the white person has to do the body positivity thing. Who else was getting Xander. Oh. Well, Xander was a legitimate, like, come-up story health-wise. 
still, it just looks bad when everyone else has like, my father died. I had this illness. I faced systematic oppression. And then you're like, I was fat once. And like, it doesn't look good. For some reason, it never feels quite too good for me. I'm also surprised that Lydia's not like, I'm young. You take a lot of flack for being young. It's, you know, it's kind of a form of ageism. Not quite as egregiously as like old people ageism, but it can be pretty bad. So I'm surprised they didn't focus on her being like, culturally, I grew up with a phone and these people didn't. And it's a lot harder for me to communicate with them. Do you think there's any chance of a Lydia-Marianne combo? They're the two youngest people left in the game, right? No. You don't I think anything? Lydia does not have the patience. No way. Yeah. And High's playing too good of a game. They don't need her. They don't. Okay. They don't got Lydia and now Mike, I, I really do think. Yeah. And Mike has an immunity. High's name's not even coming up now when they're going to trial. Well, High's in a really good position. Yeah, I think High's also the kind of person that's going to see, like, hey, we need to align ourselves for that one common enemy kind of person. Um, I like what you're saying about we need to come up with a common enemy because it would have been easy to be like, I'm not sure where I am in my tribe, but I'm really concerned about Merge and where Jonathan is physically. Yeah. It's a super easy target to have Roxroy be like, oh my god, me too. And then you can go from there with, we need to really work that tribe when we go to merge. Like, would you be open to working with my tribe yeah. going into merge? Or even Rox is like Tori's least favorite fan. Rox could have said, watch out for Tori. Yep. Tori she's, will stab you in the back. Sniping, yeah. Also, knowing Roxroy, though, if, Lin if Lydia had... Uh, had come up and be like, hey, have you seen how dominant Jonathan is in the challenges? Rox would probably be like, you know, I really haven't noticed. I've been really focused on my own game. Like, you can't tell me that wouldn't be a line that would come out of his mouth. Yeah, and also, you know what line did come out of Rox's mouth? You know, who is tight? <laughs> God. Rox, what? I think... You know what else came out of his mouth? <laughs> Risk it for the biscuit <laughs> on national that. television. I say that in a punny way as I'm like grabbing a hot tortilla off of my stove top. Like I will risk it with this game. But Going for an actual biscuit <laughs> is the only time that that phrase is okay. <laughs> he just had like, who is tight? Followed immediately by risk it for the biscuit. Tex <laughs> is like, I'm getting airtime. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> I do think, I want, again, I think it's huge that you, neither high nor really Mike. Mike got his name thrown out at Tribal, but their names were never out there. Yeah. They seem close. They seem like a pair. They seem like the kind of alliance where it hasn't been specifically forged with airtime in terms of, like, them specifically talking and specifically hanging out, as much as, like, Hi and Lydia. But there's enough of an agreement that says, hey, let's get to merge and then we'll figure it out. I guess I just think, again, I, I picked Mike last thinking I was getting an old person who wasn't going to be able to adapt very well. I think he has, I mean, he didn't have a vote for a while. His core, his main alliance, his number one got sent home. He thought he had an alliance with Chanel and uh, Daniel. That got blown up. So he switched over to High and Lydia, and it's worked really well for him. He's been able to adapt in a pretty rocky tribe for the most part. You know what? You said something right at the end of the episode that I was like, that's a great point. Like... I just really feel like it was a missed opportunity for Daniel and Chanel to get so worked up at each other that they couldn't work together anymore because Mike originally aligned himself with Daniel and Chanel. So he preferred you over Daniel and Chanel. And it would have been really easy for both of them to be like, why are we on the chopping block? All we have to do is flip Mike and be like, look at how powerful Hi and Lydia are. You're completely bending to what they want. 
Like, I just really feel like nothing in Survivor with a million dollars on the table is worth, like, a petty fight on an island. And neither of Daniel or Chanel tried to rectify that at all. Yeah. Not even for a second. Yeah. I think they just, they immediately swapped and are like, you're going to be my next vote. Yeah. Which is like, okay, but you're only going to make it to the next thing. You have to be thinking long term. Like, how do I get myself in the position that I and Lydia are in? Yeah. Because another interesting thing is, again, we have 444 going into the merge. Mm -hmm. We also have three power couples of two, which are Omar and Jonathan, Drea and Romeo, Mm -hmm. and I think uh, Lydia and... Hi. Hi. Couldn't agree more. And really, whoever jostles for position early on in that is probably going to win. Yeah. And I think Jonathan is going to put a huge target on Omar and Jonathan's back. Yeah. And And Omar doesn't have a vote. Ooh, Omar doesn't have a vote. I totally forgot about that. Uh, Dre and Romeo also have the most advantages out of those three mm-hmm. duos. The other two duos have nothing, do they? Uh, High is an amulet. High is an amulet. Yeah. You're 100%. And that's going to give him and Drea, I think, a reason to work together. Him and Drea, or him and Lindsay. Because Lindsay's the third person. I bet you I bet you, it's going to be one of those, uh, two of them versus the other. I just don't see... Anyone working with anyone from Orange after they slay so many challenges in a row. I'd be so bitter. Yeah. I bet you if it comes down to, like, Jonathan's out and the alliance of Orange is gone, assuming Lindsay's still in, that's when High might be like, Drea might be a threat and flip. But I think I can see the Orange is the common enemy between Green and Blue right now. Muhammad Ali doesn't hit people when walking down the street. Uh, when there's a murder, you gotta look at the murderer. Can we rewind for one second? Yeah. You know, it's you go to you go to tribal council at the end of the episode. You know, huge moment, most important moment, the salient event of the episode, and making up people's minds. You can't be two one of two things. You can't be a bitch to everyone, and you can't be completely like overselling how nice you are and and they just like how do you not realize that you're doing that either of them chanel and and daniel they it was like the two extremes that you should really try not to do just so can i make a case for daniel i think daniel's got a really bad route personally i i think he's playing good but that was come on i'll back you up on the case if you don't make points that i have as well continue go ahead i think daniel got put in the worst possible position i think daniel looked when he was stuck in that vote one-on-one and he had to either go to rocks or turn on Jenny, he looked for help from Mike and Chanel and Chanel and Mike both said, leave us out of this. They did not want to back him up. They weren't willing to support him. They weren't even really willing to talk to high with him to try and work something out. He had to make a bad call. He ate the, he ate all of that bad call, even though Chanel really was part of that. Really the reason it even happened. He had to eat all of the responsibility from it. He played, I think, I think Chanel, I think High's right. I think Chanel's playing a sneakier game. I think Daniel played a more upfront game trying, because he knew, he knew he looked untrustworthy. So the only way to not look untrustworthy is to quit scheming. I'm going to be very genuine with people to try to repair these relationships. I think he did as good as he could with what he was given. Yeah. I kind of really do. I'm not, I'm not Daniel's biggest fan. The whole shoulder thing's a whole other thing. Uh, I think he did as reasonably as he could. And I think in most seasons of Survivor, where there isn't some weird twist or lose your vote thing, I think Daniel gets a little further in this game. I think I think going back to Chanel losing her vote is, was probably the biggest part of that last tribal council with the one where, where um, 
Daniel had to make the call whether or not to go to rocks. But I think my only point against that is, yes, Daniel was dealt a bad hand, and I think he should have gone a whole lot further. I think between him and Chanel, they made a bad choice. But I think Daniel also needs to know when to stop talking. And it's not just it's not just at tribal. It's with the people at camp. It's during a challenge saying, I have nothing to offer. Like there's, there is, he did a, as good of a job as he possibly could with the topics, but he brought it a little bit too far in a couple cases. I want to hear what Jill's points were. The last thing I want to amend is the only thing I think Daniel did wrong is when Chanel got off that boat and she said, I think I lost my boat. He should have flipped on her. He should have saw the moment then that his... Both the people in his alliance did not have a vote. He should have said, I gotta get off the ship now because it is sinking. I think that's his only real mistake. That's a great point that I hadn't really even thought of. Um, and I think Daniel has a good case because mostly because of that vote and because Chanel voted for Mike. And anyone sitting at that tribal could have done that math really quick and gone, we just watched someone do exactly what they said they would do. And then we watch another person who has stabbed us in the back previously do the opposite of what they said they were going to do. Twice. And they should have been like, this person just hit strike two and this person only hit strike one. So we're going to take Daniel because there's no chance he's going to win an individual immunity. Come merge. He's, he's got a physical threat. He's going to put his foot in his mouth. He's going to put his foot in his mouth. He needs you because you're his numbers and you have him by the neck, basically. Um, he's not super personable because you can see him overselling everything. So he's not going to go get himself another alliance. And anyone that's going to work with him is going to see that he's not a physical threat. So he's not a great person to have in an alliance. He could be a goat. He could be such a good goat. Um, and Chanel shot herself in the foot, in my opinion, by voting for Mike. Um, and now you're going into merge with Chanel. So you can't just say, we have to vote off Chanel you would be voting out your four on the tribe. So now you're shooting yourself with Chanel. So now Chanel is calling the shots. So I just, I could not believe that they didn't have a quick thing where they just looked each other dead in the eye and said, Chanel just betrayed us. We have to vote for Chanel. I'm appalled that that yeah. didn't happen, if I'm being honest. Are they not allowed to speak or something? They like, are. They, you they can are, absolutely talk after that. I don't, I don't know why. I don't get it. So I, I completely agree with you. I don't necessarily think Daniel got a completely bad rap. But I do think that they wrote him off, and that's definitely going to bite him. I guess what I mean, but I really do. Th I think if this was a normal season yeah. of Survivor, I think Daniel does a lot better. I think yeah. Chanel, Mike, and Daniel would have controlled the tribe if there wasn't all this lose your vote stuff, which I guess you have and to. Jenny place. probably still would have been there. Yep. Imagine that future where Jenny's still in Survivor. Mm. Lydia's not in there. Mm. Would have been nice. He I would have probably went home to that. Nice. He would. Yeah. He would have. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Daniel went from being the swing vote in the entire tribe to being a, a potential goat, and he just didn't sell himself the right way to be a goat. What sucks about it is you, High and Liddy on your team, were in the worst position. Chanel's one decision made my person made it the worst, made the worst decision, put your people in a great position. And then the people who actually <laughs> suffered were John's person and Jill's person. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, also Mike admitting in this thing that he's just like gonna die, <laughs> him being like, crazy. yeah, it's plausible I die before Daniel's. I would have been like, you're leukemia looking ass, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would have roasted it, I would have ribbed him a little bit, <laughs> like, I don't think he's gonna die, but like, you can't just be like, yeah. Daniel, listen, this is your make-a-wish to be on Survivor right now. 
I run into houses that are on fire. What do you do? Yeah. You're a law clerk. Yeah. Congratulations. You make 18 bucks an hour. Actually, no. Daniel's a full-on lawyer. Is he full-on Yeah. He no. went to Duke. I, I thought it said, it, it didn't say lawyer. We commented on it when we were Oh, okay. Law clerk. Jeff says Jeff says lawyer. I think he Later. is a lawyer. I think he is a lawyer. I will look into this, but I think he is a lawyer. So uh, I don't know, like, uh, definitely a smart dude. But going back to the Mike High potential alliance, they were much better talking to each other at Tribal. Like High made the joke, he's like, "Well, Mike is 117 already," and Mike was like, "116, don't push it." Like. That to me signifies something maybe a little bit more than what we've seen. So we got a conversation on the beach where Mike and I like got together after that awful tribal council. We had the moment in the immunity challenge where they hugged each other or did the little like half hug thing. And they've just, it seems like they are like, I think if we're following the breadcrumbs correctly, they are building a relationship that is going to be important at the merge. I really do. think that. I think him high and Lydia are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Chanel's going to get cut pretty quickly. I think if Lydia somehow gets voted out, I think then High and Mike with an, an idol and the amulet might go a little bit further. Let's start with Stockwatch. Alright. Stockwatch. We're starting with Stockwatch. How about we, how about, as a twist on Stockwatch, we'll pick a, uh, a player for someone. That's awesome. Alright. Lead us off. Um... John, now that it's pre-merge, what's your opinion on Jonathan in stock? Stockwatch. Stockwatch. Definitely not because it's your only player. Uh, I think by stock, you mean my portfolio at this point. <laughs> uh, my portfolio is performing as expected, to be honest with you. Being very strong into late game, sharp decline. Nothing's off. Right Hear me out, though, because individual immunities are worth three points. So if Jonathan does go on a run, all of a sudden, Jonathan could be back in it. Yeah, very easily. Yeah. Like, when, like tie three or four wins in a row? I mean, even Jill, like, we haven't even gotten to points, but she doubled. I can't win. You it's going to be a really hard round for Jill. Yeah, I, I can't win. I don't know, Tori. Tori you basically have to have Romeo and Tori in the final three, I think. What about and then Rox? get some big he's, individual he starts working out those goggles, I don't think anyone's going to be willing Rox? to compete against him. Like, we're too infatuated. Uh, we'll see. I don't think I can win. I think, when, I think at the last episode, basically, I can't win after that. If I hadn't paid for Daniel, I think I had a chance. Yeah. yeah. But I did pay for Daniel. John, you have to tell someone... Who they're gonna do? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go with Jared with Drea, right? Stop watching. Oh, stop watching. Um, Drea has three advantages right now, and that's definitely scary. Um, just in terms of on on both sides of people know that she has advantages, so she might have a target on her back. What's the third? She has the amulet, an extra vote, and the immunity idol. Okay. So. I think, you know, if she can keep that from the other two tribes of, of the other two things, um, I think she'll be okay. But in the challenge, she showed that she's she can be a physical threat too. So I think she might get me a couple immunity challenge wins. Um, so her stock has gone up uh, overall, I believe. 
Stockwatch. Stockwatch. David. Yeah. Stockwatch. Chanel. She's on the bottom. She's the least of my four, as far as confidence. She has shown little to be excited about. I don't know if she's a bad social player exactly. I just don't think she's a good strategic player, maybe. But no, it's stock is plummeting. I feel like I'm at meta. Do you think it's low, still lower than Marianne, though? Because Marianne blew up that episode, too. Marianne has a idle extra vote. That is she, true. I think she's going to be okay. I don't think she's going to win. Right now, a lot of my stock is in Lindsay and Mike, and I'm pretty excited about them. Nice. Stockwatch. Jill. Can't do Romeo because Romeo's boring. I guess I'll do Tori. That's what I wanted to know about. Um, Pretty quiet in this episode. My, my stock is neutral on Tori. I think she's the exact same player that I thought I had. Um, should I roll into predictions? Yeah. Because I think that Tori is relevant to predictions. Our next segment is predictions. Uh, I see Tori blowing up Drea's game. Tori knows about all of Drea's uh, advantages. And so she's going to use that piece of knowledge to basically destroy the entire Blue Alliance because she hates Roxroy so much um, and not be able to see the power that Drea comes with. So she's going to use that knowledge as a bargaining chip to get an alliance. It's going to blow up in her face. I don't see her going very far. Um using it like maybe she becomes a sheep or she goes home because of it but yeah i see her screwing over drea can you imagine a scenario where chanel jumps ship and tori both jump ship and try to create chaos that left that um when we were talking about this um in my prediction i think chanel and tori might actually be the first cross tribe alliance potentially because they're both kind of on the outs socially. Um, maybe Tori's a little bit more on the inside with Blue, but I think Tori would much rather go to someone else completely brand new and use the information that she has, like like Jill said, to get rid of Blue if she can. And Chanel just shot herself in the foot. Um, so she's going to be maybe not the first target for Green, but later down the road, they know she jumped ship twice already. So I think Chanel and Tori might be some sort of, I don't know, weird coercive alliance in the merch. Chanel and Tori, who would they pair up with though? They'd have they'd be them together. I know, but who would they go to? Would they go to Orange then? No, I think they'd try to try to stay within their own tribes, but have them be like, we're going to work together to see if we can undermine some people with a lot of power. Hmm. Well, I think that, so I know that you guys think that Omar and Jonathan are tight. I have zero faith in Omar. Not at all. I don't think he's a strong player in any of his games. Like, you know, not a particularly strong puzzle person. Not very good, like, physical challenge person. And I really don't think his social game is that good. So I think... Why do you say that? I mean, what has he done so far to make us think that? I know that, like, in my head he kind of is, but thinking about it, he hasn't really done anything. So I don't know. 
I guess I just put a lot of stock in the fact that Mariah left and said, like, no one said Omar's name. Because that's how much, how much everyone liked Omar. I think the biggest deficit to Omar is that he doesn't have a vote for the, whatever the next mm. kind of thing is. Yeah, that too. Exactly. That could spell Terrible spot. This is interesting because that means it's not 444. Yeah, yeah you're 100% It's 443 right. where the other two tribes both have extra votes somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. Can we go around and do our new buff color prediction? For the merge, I personally would like to see a purple. I think that would be fun. I might. I feel like that's flamingo pink. Very possible. Ooh, I don't think I don't remember a pink in a previous season, but first time that, ever. I think that'd be really cool. Mm. Joe, mm, come back to me. John, go with the yellow. Interesting. That would really go with Jonathan's fits. <laughs> My prediction. I think Marianne will use her idol incorrectly. I'm actually, if I could bet $1,000 <laughs> on DraftKings about this, I would 100% do it. I think she's too trusting. So I think she'll probably get, I think she'll go home with it in her pocket, or there's a chance that she just plays it at the wrong time because she doesn't seem that adept at reading people. She's too all over the place. Everybody knows she has it. This is just a cocktail to make for a bad idol play. I don't see any way that she plays this idol correctly in any scenario. Jared, do you have a prediction? Um, I was just wondering who we think might be that hourglass breaker. kind of wanted to talk about that. I mean, who's your guess? Hmm. I, I want to say it's someone who is going to make a big swing challenge in terms of like either being on the top or being on the bottom like Erica was. So I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. The thing about the hourglass thing is completely random. Erica was a complete random draw out of a bag. So there's really no way to get, guess this. Well, well, that's what I'm saying is like, it's, it's going to be completely random, but I feel like it's not going to be someone who has as much stake in it as Erica does. And I think we might get the opportunity of them being like, I think I'm in a good spot. I'm not going to smash it. So I, I would like to see, I kind of want to see Lindsay do it. I want to see Lindsay go to it and say, I'm, I like where I am right now. I don't want to have to redo this. I don't want to flip any of what might be possible alliances. And I'm not going to smash it. I'm almost certain it's going to be a blue player and they're a hundred percent smashing. Who do you think it's going to be? Cause if it's rocks, I, I think no- Tori or rocks for some reason. That's who I have in my mind. I don't, again, there's nothing to back it up. It's completely random. And I think, unless they've changed, do we think they've changed the rules, Jill? Mm, no. Do you think it costs you anything to do? To oh, smash? Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I hope you have to give up something. Yeah. Like your boat? It's too broken. To just give someone immunity. Yeah, I, I think we saw last season with Erica is that if you give someone immunity for free, no one's really mad at her because anyone else would do what would she did the in thing. the same scenario. So it just, it never really was a factor against her. We have a two hour episode, which is next week, which is big for one reason and one reason only, which is that last, last season when in the hourglass episode ended with the hourglass revelation with no one going home. So that means a two hour episode basically guarantees we're not going to have an episode where nobody goes home, which is, better in my opinion i kind of hate when nobody goes home in an episode it's really close let's do points john you want to start us off yeah i'll start off um 
So today was pretty bad. One point, you know, only one player. So I guess that's not too bad, I guess. But um, yeah, so I'm at 19 now overall, which I think is third place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got three points this week. Two from the Orange Tribe getting second place, and then I got final question when Mike got final question. I'm now at 27 points, still in first base, baby. Nice. Um, I got four points. I got um, two for Drea winning the first place in the challenge. Um, I got one for Omar on Orange getting second, and then Drea with the name drop um, because she's has so many um, advantages at this point. So I'm at four, um, and that leaves me at 24 points overall. It's currently in second. I raked this episode because Blue Tribe finally won. Proud of them. So I got six points for the three people I have on Blue, and um, that puts me at 14. So, you know, still in dead last. But that does leave me with last word. Um, I want to feel it's only fair because the survey on last week's episode was unfair. <laughs> the goldfish are trash. Da 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 da. Goodbye. <laughs>